0: Do you want to know how to connect effectively after broken trust? We'll discuss that today.
1: Now, the last episode covered how Jay replaced his addiction with a bigger leg. Things anywhere from sitting by the beehives all the way up to like seeing uh, orca whales and sitting in the redwood forest. This conversation picks up from there.
2: I'm interested when you talk about these two scenarios, the part of it that stands out to me between the whale story and the redwood story and the being still together outside story versus all the escapist fare of television and video games and fantasy novels. I, I acknowledge the sort of majesty of the Redwoods or, or which I've never been there, nor have I had whales 30 feet from, you know, this like small watercraft that I was in before. But I imagine both are exceedingly awe-inspiring because I have a sense of scale for both of them. and. But I'm curious what percentage of it is the bond part of it, because Mm -hmm. some of my most important and finest memories from my life, you know, for example, like I've been to like a location that I think is really amazing. And maybe I've been there alone on a business trip. And maybe I've been there with my spouse or a best friend or a group of classmates or whatever, um, you know, growing up. And I always liked the shared experience version of that. And I'm interested in your take on that part of it
0: what we talk about is relationships need face to face time and it and it needs shoulder to shoulder time and you think about how guys typically interact they watch the game together they they fish shoulder to shoulder mostly you know they do something where it's uh it's not a lot of intense talking or interacting it's you know we're both kind of facing this way and we're doing a thing.
2: <clears throat> That's
0: interesting. And so, yeah, it's, it's a huge shared experience. Um, then, for the other half of the relationship, uh, women typically are more wired to the face-to-face, the communication, the interaction piece. And so it it's it can be a little bit of both, even. Um, riding in our canoe it's shoulder to shoulder when we're kind of paddling and you know we're sharing (laughs) even though we sit front to back we're we're sharing an experience but then we'll take time and we'll just sit and we'll talk Mm -hmm. and we'll interact and and now we can talk about our shared experience wasn't it cool when we saw the eagle take off you know that now Instead of it being kind of my own exclusive, either on the game or in the book, and it's something that, you know, she doesn't read the same way I do. And so we, we don't just have book experiences to share and that kind of thing. But now we have a shared experience that serves as a basis of communication for me. Because, I mean, how many guys have you had or heard say, I don't know what to talk about? You know, <laughs> so begin with the shared experience that the two of you have had. What was your favorite part of the day? Or let's look for another place where we can see, uh, you know, get on a kind of a river or whatever. <clears throat> so I think it helps me stay engaged, you know, to, to have those shared experiences versus just constant communication. Um I don't think I I think guys most of the time get overwhelmed in that pretty quickly. Uh, so the shared experience allows me to say, Oh, okay. We can, we can talk from this place together.
1: And I had to learn, um, to do the shoulder to shoulder type interactions. I had to do, had to learn to do the recreational companionship part with Jay Because, especially after D-Day, I mean, before D-Day for 15 years, uh, we were kind of somewhat living our own lives. Not that disconnected. I mean, we we would go to restaurants together, but we just weren't very connected. Like I said, Jay would come home and either watch TV or play a video game. And I was off doing something. For the first year, year and a half, we were doing a lot of talking. I mean, hours every night. He would come home like, no TV, let's talk, you know, (laughs) because it took us that long to start getting traction. Mm -hmm. It took us that long for me to feel like Jay was actually hearing me and, and our talks were getting somewhere. But after that, I was like, okay, I have to back off. I need a break from all the talking. I feel like they're starting to work. So we went from talking every night to talking on relational stuff a couple nights, a a week. And then like Saturday was our date day. So no heavy talking. And then I moved, uh, you know, maybe Mondays and Wednesdays, we wouldn't do any heavy talking either. So that helped me take it from the intense healing, the relationship talks to, okay, I can wait. I can sit in the discomfort. We will get to it later. I'll jot a note, stick it in the file, you know, and then have my pick of what I want to talk about next time. But it also gave me time to think and and plan out a different way of saying things. And, um, but on the off days, I mean, we had a list of things to do. Do you want to sit by the fire pit? Do you want to sit and watch the bees? Do you want to sit and watch birds on the back deck? Um, those kind of things, they became the rest parts where we did have good shared experiences versus nothing but bad conversations. You know, but um, as far as sh- your question, the shared versus individual experiences, you know, what I've seen with healed relationships, what I've seen with our own is. Um, typically, especially with the the clients we see or the, the clients that come to us, the woman has gotten used to doing things on her own. You know, the woman has, she might have a very rich spiritual life. So she's used to, and she's getting kind of filled that way. Um, she longs for this, but he's not necessarily at that place yet or, you know, would rather do video games or whatever. So I think, for the guy, it, it's almost like he needs to, it needs to be spoken to him. Like, doesn't this feel better? Doesn't connecting like this, or at least feel just as good as, you know, reading a fantasy book or or checking out in front of the TV. It may not. And at that point, they get a professional involved, but as far as the, you know, what percentage of it was the tall trees, the awesomeness of the tall trees versus what percentage of it was the bonding. I think at first, a lot of it was the bonding for Jay Mm -hmm. because he, he wasn't involved in drugs. He was involved in pornography, meaning he wanted some type of human interaction. So to realize we could create something that felt as good or better than porn, uh, I think was a healthy thing for him to learn.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the parallels to me are are extraordinary. And it was really, they, they just jumped out at me as you guys were talking earlier. I just, the parallels between like heavy pornography use versus like the human connection component of it and just what I've read about those two things and the healthy version of connecting in like a physically intimate way. It espouses like all the themes that you were talking about with, putting down the video game controller and turning off the television and disconnecting from electronics period. I just just found that really interesting thematically.
1: So by now we brought up some vacations that really helped us heal. But in two episodes, we will cover some of the things we did while on a budget in order to rebuild trust. So be looking for that in episode 4.24.
0: The next time we'll be talking about how hiddenness and blind spots are harming your relationship. See you then.